This morning, I want to give three points from the gospel and what they mean to us as people who follow Jesus together. Stephen and Lee and Seamus this morning, as we came together in this opening ritual to welcome them on their next steps of their journey into the Catholic faith and into their baptism, is something we didn't have to do. They could have simply had their classes together, they could have simply been reading the Bible on their own, but no, we choose to come together as a community and walk together and support each other. So how does the gospel teach all of us about that this morning? Well, first of all, when these two disciples of John the Baptist begin to follow Jesus, what does Jesus say to them? He turns and sees them and he just says, what are you looking for? That's the greatest question of human existence. As human beings, we're always in motion. We're, we're restless. We have so many unfulfilled desires. That question gets to the heart of, like, what do I really want? What am I after? What's going to actually make me happy? And in this one question, Jesus gets to the heart of the matter with these two men. What are you looking for? And what's their response? It's also a question. Where are you staying? Where do you dwell? You see, what satisfies the human heart in all of our restlessness is not any one thing. It's, it's not money or pleasure or status or something in this world. It's to dwell with another. Christ came into the world so that we could dwell eternally in the blessed life of the Holy Trinity. Perfect joy, perfect rest, perfect love. That is what we are really looking for. And that satisfaction all begins with an encounter with Jesus who gets right to the heart of the matter. Second point. John the Evangelist, who writes this gospel, after he describes this incredible encounter with Jesus where they believe in one day, from one conversation with him, that they've met the Messiah, John says, it was about four in the afternoon. Did you pick up on that? It's kind of like, John, who cares? Like, why, like why, why'd you waste ink on that detail? But you know, when things happen in our lives and we have an experience or an encounter that, that changes everything, those little details about what happened that day, they actually get amplified, not diminished. We actually remember those little things. Like, like I remember when I heard that news, like where I was and what I was talking about and what I was eating. You know, I think about a guy I was talking about who couldn't conceive a child with his wife for a long time, he struggled with infertility. And then he says, I remember one day I was in the kitchen, I had just finished eating a pepperoni pizza, and I had mozzarella grease all over my fingertips. And my wife came in and smiled at me and said, I'm pregnant. Like for him, pepperoni pizza will never be the same again, right? <laughs> like he remembers that detail that was so powerful for him. In that moment, this news came. And so when John writes, it was about four in the afternoon, why did he write that detail? I think because he was probably the other disciple. You know, it says Andrew and someone else. He was probably the other disciple. He was in Galilee with Andrew and James and, and Peter. And he remembers that when he met the Christ and he was invited to spend the day with him, it was four o'clock in the afternoon. 
And how beautiful was that hour of the day. Everything was different from that moment. And he remembers those little details about how his life is different now. It was four in the afternoon. Third point. What does Andrew do when he gets home? He gets home, and we really have hardly any details about his conversation with his brother. He certainly says, with all vigor, we found the Messiah. But then all the scripture says is, then he brought him to Jesus. Then he brought him to Jesus. Andrew knew that if he could just get his brother in the presence of Jesus, that the same thing that happened to him, his own heart coming alive again, his his restless desires being fulfilled, his hopes for his own life and and the life of his own people and even the whole world, uh, if he could just bring Simon closer to Jesus, that he could experience that too. They, They had this bridge of trust together. They were brothers. They knew each other. They were in each other's circle of influence. And really, Andrew didn't have to do the hard work. He just had to bring him a little bit closer to Jesus. And he knew that Jesus would have his effect So for all these things, what does this mean for us? I've been preaching for a long time about how at St. Rose of Lima, we're being called to be a community of communities. Not to live an individual faith life, but to walk with others intentionally, purposefully, sharing the life of a disciple together. And next month, we're starting a whole new ministry of small groups at St. Rose, which isn't just like for a month or, or a year, but it's really like this whole new way of being church, of walking together on the road as disciples. And as we do that, as we say yes to that, everything that happened in the gospel to these first disciples is rekindled for us day by day. When we're with other people in just a small band of disciples coming together, we're first of all just sharing our common human existence. That question is the same for all of us. What are you looking for? We're all equals in that sense. None of us are different in that sense. We all have longing, restless hearts. And that's our starting place. Whoever's to my left or to my right, whoever I'm meeting with in a small group, Secondly, in that small group, just like these disciples, we learn to put words and to describe how we've met and encountered Christ. Those 4 p.m. moments when we remember how we've met the Lord in our whole lives or last month or this week, and we recognize him together, we help each other to recognize Christ in our midst. Like it was 4 o'clock in the afternoon and, and this happened. He was there. That happens in a a small group of disciples. And finally, even in, in terms of the sense of mission that we, that we have, just like how Andrew brought his brother to Jesus, so this is how we take our faith and spread it and help each other to evangelize. It's actually not as hard as we think. We simply go forth and we help to bring someone a little bit closer to Jesus He will do the hard work. He will speak his word. He can touch hearts that we have no idea how to reach. All we're called to do is to be Andrew. To remember how he spoke to my heart and asked me what I was searching for. 
to recognize that at 4 p.m., life, life's different now, ever since that 4 p.m. moment. And to want to go to those around us and just to bring them a little bit closer to Jesus. Just like Simon Peter encountered the Lord and his whole life was changed. Even receiving a whole new name. You are now Peter. You are the rock. So friends, as we move into this new place together as a parish community, I invite you once again to, to be not afraid. To take this next step. To take this risk to give this a try, walking together as disciples on the road. Because what we're looking for, what we're after, is not just something or some idea or some plan, but we're really seeking to dwell with him, to dwell with one another in love, and for him to dwell in our hearts. That's what we're looking for. That's how he made us. And that's how he wants to satisfy us as we walk together on the road as his disciples.